Let's start out with who you are and what you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jonathan Keane, uh, CEO of Customer HD, which is a BPO down in, in Belize, and, uh, and, and we also have a location in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, I, 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 I interviewed someone else from your organization for our Empathy Echoes project while I was with Arena CX. And as I got to know more about you, one of the things that I think makes you different than, than some of the other BPOs is, and I just need to get to under this because in, in the world of BPOs, there's people define themselves by, um, their vertical or by their price or by their geo, that sort of thing. But everyone I've talked to about your organization seems to think that you have this ex extra benevolency or, or um, uh, humanity or cause. Like, why do people say this about you? Yeah. Oh, that's one, a nice thing to say and hear. Uh, we're really focused, our vision is to have a positive impact on people's lives. Uh, that's why, that, that's what gets us up in the morning. Um, but John, yeah, that's, that's everyone, everyone, everyone says that. Like, everyone says that. Like, why is yeah. it, everyone says that about themselves, yes. but when I talk to other people yeah. about you, they say it about you. <laughs> What's the magic there? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I don't have a, a, a great answer to that. I mean, I think it is how you live your life every day, how you lead. Um, what you focus on, uh, you know, there, there are decisions that we choose not to make because we don't think it's going to have a positive impact on the agent's lives. Um, and, and I think that's, that's probably what it is. It's being consistent, being, uh, staying focused on kind of what that vision is. Uh, we, we do things like, you know, we don't have any of it nailed. We're not, we're not perfect. Right. Uh, but, but we're excited because we, we've signed an MOU with the, with the government of Belize, which is basically an agreement saying we're going to intentionally hire people with disabilities. And I think that's a small example of, of what we're trying to do. Our, our tagline is people helping people. Um, that's a powerful tagline to me because I know there's a lot of AI. We're still tech forward. We want to we be uh, helping people make the right decisions with AI. Uh, and, but we want to be people helping people. It's what we do every single day at the core of our jobs. It also extends to what we're doing in our communities. So that means, you know, we're, we're at the food bank in Raleigh, right? We're doing, we, we choose, we, we leave it up to our employees to choose three or four uh, nonprofits that we're going to help, help every single uh, quarter. We make sure we're doing something every quarter in Raleigh. And we're doing the same in Belize. And we're just getting that kicked off. But I think that's a uh, that's that's an example of how we think about things. Is there what's the origin of that? I mean, what yeah. is there something that happened in your life that put you on this path? Because you know, to be fair, it's totally fine to chase profits. It's totally yeah. fine to chase scale. It's totally fine to to chase uh, impact. It, but but what is the origin for you yeah. as as the CEO? What what? What is it? it? It's a great question. Uh, and for me, it's actually a pretty easy answer. I walked into a BPO when I was on the other side, running support for a company uh, in 2010. And I walked in and, and a part of my heart broke because I just saw that 
the agents weren't valued. There was, you know, incredibly high turnover. This was in the U.S. and they didn't. They weren't appreciated at their jobs, so they didn't. Like I, I knew they weren't making enough. I knew they weren't treated well, and I thought that needs to change. Now, back in 2010, I didn't think I was going to start a BPO in 2017. That wasn't the plan. Uh, but I walked into that enough over the next seven years as I was running support for different companies that I felt like there was a real opportunity for disruption that could have a positive impact on people's lives. So it's like an injustice moment. You saw some injustice and you thought maybe you could be part of something yeah. different. Yeah. The, <clears throat> the choice to be in Belize, what, what, how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to my co-founder, Joe. Uh, he's got a long history in Belize. And his mom started something called the Hillside Clinic uh, back in about 2000, where they bring residences in from the U.S. to help give medical support in rural areas of Belize, uh, specifically the Toledo district. And so through that, Joe had some contacts. And uh, we saw what was kind of happening in the, the U.S. economy, and we thought, you know, we need to try try something different. Um, so we went to Belize. And funny thing is, when we were down there, we met with one of his contacts. Uh, we also met with a former mayor of Belize City, and along with a handful of other people, and we just fell in love with the people. So English first. I mean, there's, it's the only English first country in, in Central America. Uh, the people have a real servant's heart. They're, they like to help people, and they're really community-focused. And that's apparent as soon as you talk to anybody. I mean, they, they, there's, they're all family. It feels like they're all family. Um, and so that was a big part of it. Uh, his, his connection there, his history there, and then our first experience. And when we were down there, the funniest thing happened where one of the prospects we had been talking to for a year uh, said, you know, we were going to do that uh, work in the Philippines. And I, I said, would you be open to trying in, in Belize? We're loving what we're seeing down here. And he said, yes. So immediately out of the gate, we had a, a contract that was ready to go. And that one's going really well. It's growing. And uh, the business has been growing tremendously. We've been down there. You know, we started in 2021. Uh, so it's not that old. Um, but we've seen it, it just grow. And, and clients are very, very happy down there. And do, has, have you had... Would, would you feel, would you, how would you describe your growth? Yeah, for the history? Well, I'm just uh, saying, just you know, is it, since you've been down there, you know, the, um, is it easy to, to grow a uh, call center I, in, in Belize? I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you why. So I think there is, there's a lot of bureaucracy down there, right? I mean, things, just when you're, like, creating space and buildings and uh, locations, that part's really challenging. So that, that part, we, and you have to ship large containers down there, right? And it, it takes a while to get through customs. And that, that sort of thing is always, uh, we found that to be challenging and a little bit expensive. Uh, the part that's easy is finding good people. We've really found good people uh, we have an amazing country director uh, down there who's got many, many years of experience. I'm not allowed to say how many uh, because of... She, she, sure, got she, it. <laughs> I got it. But, uh, but she's run, run call centers with 1,300 people. Um, and so 
she's developing this leadership team under her uh, that, that's helping us build a really good rep reputation in Belize. And so to hire great people, we've had a lot of success. What, what would you say are the most important things that people should know about <clears throat> outsourcing to Belize? Yeah. One, it's English first. So I think that is, that's what really led us there. Uh, it, was, it was recently voted uh, the number one place in Central America to, to have a BPO. Um, you know, I think the people are amazing. That, that's really it. It's, it's the people. You meet the people, you get to know them, and they're amazing people. And that's what we've fallen in love with there. Uh, what, what, what is the education level? Do you have to train people? Yeah, we, absolutely. They, the, the, edu the education the reason level I is... So, yeah. so sometimes BPOs go into markets where there's yeah. a lot of unemployed college-educated Yeah, that, that's people. it. We, we have that. We've got high school and college-educated people. The amazing thing is in Belize, which is similar to other nearshore countries, is it's a coveted job. People want to work at BPOs. Mm -hmm. This is a great job for people down there. And so... You go, I mean, if you talk to the people in customs at the airport, they're saying, hey, do you have any jobs available, right? So it's, it's, it's cool to see how many people actually want to work in customer service at Customer HD in Belize. And so it allows us to attract that type of talent that you're talking about, which is the college ed educated, the people that are uh, a little bit more advanced in their education. Uh, we, we do hire some with high school education. Um, Everybody we bring on, though, has experience in, in BPO work uh, if they're not educated. So we're seeing a lot of that. And is the, the culture adjacent? I mean, sometimes I know the nearshore yeah. opportunities, they present a little bit closer fit yeah. with English. A absolutely. American. Yeah. So you can. That's what so I'm, I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Okay. <laughs> and uh, when I turned, I turned the TV on over the summer. And I don't get games at my house in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I turned the, the TV on and had every, every major league game. So you can get, you, they, they see our news. They've got very similar politics to our politics. Uh, so the cultural alignment is very close. And that's another thing that really brought us to Belize. Interesting. So how long have you been open there in Belize, fully running up and operational? Yeah, two years. Two years. Yep. And are you, do you feel okay to disclose how many agents you yeah, have? Yeah, we, we have about 300 agents. Uh, we have space down there. We've built out space to have uh, 600 on-premise. We really focus on-premise. Uh, we have a few remote agents, but the vast majority of our people are, are on-premise. Now, you know, this remote agent thing is getting, like, a lot of traction. How are yes. you going to adapt to that? Yeah, no, I mean... We, we like remote agents, uh, but I think what, what I think drives our performance is the team camaraderie that we build. Yeah. So we see when, when these people are working together, we try to keep teams very close together in proximity, and they lean on each other more than just through Slack. They're, you know, they're talking to their neighbor about how to answer a problem. Their lead is shadowing. We really push our leads to... Uh, be highly engaged every single day. And I think that best happens when they're working together physically. So we, we like in, in, in uh, our U.S. location, most of our agents are remote. We can manage remote. We're, we're, we're good at that. But we feel really strongly about having 
uh, teams that are built on premise. And it, it also gives people in Belize and in areas like that where they have an area to go that's safe, comfortable. You know, they, they, they see their friends, and that, that's all really important. It, it, it's so true. I, I just, just did a story on a uh, call center in Africa where one of the people said, I'd much rather be here doing double shifts than in my dangerous neighborhood. It, it, it's so true. So you see, people love to work in these environments because it's an opportunity where they, like, they dress up for it. They, it's, it's a professional job. It's, it's important to them. It's significant. It, it, really is. Uh, it's, it has a certain status to it. And so... They want the badge that has the company name on it. You know, they want to be wearing that around. And it's, it's, it's just, if you haven't been to an area like that, it, it's completely different experience than I think what you would expect. I, I can agree with you more, which is why I did this series this summer. Tell me about the impact that you're having, because here's what I also, I've experienced in other markets, but I'm curious to believe someone who gets a job in your call center they're providing for more than one person in their family. And because you're giving them a central location to go to, commute to, you must have some sort of halo effect on the local businesses or the economies there. Yeah. I know you don't have to say you do if you don't, but I'm curious. No. I, these, are, these are my curious well, questions. And, and you have to think about businesses different than we do in the U.S. It's not like there's a McDonald's that's getting more business across the street. There's no McDonald's in Belize City. There's, so what gets more business are the street vendors, the guys that are running the, you know, selling tacos out of a cart. They park themselves right outside our door and it's business for them all week. And, you know, that, that's the kind of the impact that you have that's really positive. And I think that stuff goes a long way. It, it, it helps build your reputation when you can, when you're providing that type of uh, economic impact. Yeah, it really it's really interesting. It's been interesting to me as I explore these, these conversations. You know, <clears throat> I had a chance to speak with um, agents and, and um, businesses in, in Manila where, you know, they, they've had a little bit longer run at this. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the middle class that they've created and the, that journey for that part of the world it was so nice for me to be able to see a snapshot of that from sort of how the industry matures and then to, to go into Africa where the transformation is a foot in full effect and to, to talk to you now about sort of more of this pioneering angle of it. Are there, is Belize a hot spot for BPOs? Yeah. No, I would not say it's a hot spot, but it, it has, a handful of BPOs. So that's one of the things that led us to believe this could work. Uh, if we didn't see a single BPO down there, I don't think we would have started it. But we saw some that were thriving. And uh, we felt like we could, we could do that and still have a really positive impact. So the BPO industry in Belize is the second largest industry next to tourism. Uh, and so it's, it's really significant. And that's, that's why we're excited to be there. It's a relatively small country. I mean, Belize only has, it has less than 500,000 people in the entire country. Um, so it's, you know, BPOs are a thing there. Customer service is a big, 
big industry. People want to be there. They want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of the companies that are treating them well. Uh, and, and we're doing that. We're trying to raise the bar of how people are treated in Belize. Do you have a favorite agent story? <laughs> oh, man, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, I, I do. I've got... I've, you don't have I to have, say names, but I'm just uh, curious no, I'm, about I'm gonna, your culture. I'm going to highlight somebody. So uh, he's not an agent. Um, so he, he does everything from driving our clients to helping with security uh, to, you know, picking somebody up in a, a town far away that needs a ride to come to customer HD for some reason. Um, and his name's Mr. Smith. Literally, that's that everybody calls him Mr. Smith. Uh, and he comes, he used to work for security for a company down there and... Um, and he decided to, to join us, uh, and he talked to Joe and I, and he said, you know, I just love to work. I'll work as much as you guys want. I just love to be here. I love to be a part of this. Um, and we've just had a really, really good relationship with him. And so I was down there with a client two weeks ago, and this client's great. They, they ask hard questions, and uh, when they were with Mr. Smith, they said, Mr. Smith, what do you think about working for these guys? How do they really treat you? Like, how are they really... He goes, this is the best job I've ever had. They treat me like a human being, and that's it's amazing. Um, and, you know, he's he's just an amazing person. It's like, it's it's he embodies the Belizean uh, culture. He's helpful. He's got a servant's heart. And, you know, people just want to be treated like people. And in, in the, those scenarios, sometimes that's hard to find. Uh, and I think that's the kind of change, it sounds really minor, but that's the kind of change that, that we can have, everybody can have, you're having with what you're doing. So it's, it's uh, Mr. Smith is, a, is, he embodies the customer HD spirit. And how long, how long has he been with you? Since the He's beginning? Been almost since the beginning. So he was our security guard. Uh, and, and we, we had hired him through a third party, and the third party wasn't paying him. So he would work a month, seven days a week, and they didn't pay him. Yeah. Uh, and so he came to us, and, and we fixed that. And you've and given, it, given it, he, he and his family new opportunities. Uh, absolutely, yeah. What, what, is, what, is, what is your hope for growth in the industry? Are you focusing on a particular sector? Yeah. Or who, who, what kind of clients are the right fit for you at your size yeah. and at your resource level and where you want to go? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, we found, I'm going to answer that two ways. One, we start, every client is different. So we start every client's relationship with what problem are you trying to solve? What do you, what do you want to do? Uh, and that helps us understand if we're a good fit. Because um, there are no, even though we're all fighting the same types of things, there's no two clients that are exactly alike. Uh, we have a long history in e-commerce. And so we see, we've seen e-commerce companies partner with us and really grow. And that's been exciting to be a part of. Um, We've started to have more healthcare. Uh, we're HIPAA compliant, uh, PCI compliant, and so we, we've started to see healthcare companies uh, take chances on us and become great partners. Um, 
And then we've worked with a bank. You know, we've, we, we became SOC 2 compliant for the bank. Um, that was a huge ordeal, but it was, it was really good for the maturity of our organization. Uh, and so, you know, tech, we do a lot of tech troubleshooting, actually. Uh, that's really what we found. Those four things are the... What's your favorite kind of work to do? Oh, I love e-commerce. And yeah. what, give me an example of an e-commerce client that, like, how does that work in terms of customer service? Yeah, they're the ones that are trying. So we'll do everything from customer journey mapping to uh, to evaluating their back end, what, the, what they're doing. We do a lot of that consulting here in the U.S. Um, so oftentimes with e-commerce, we'll be in it with them on that, hey, let's optimize your CRM solution. And they'll be working with us on that end. And then we're either supplementing or we're their support solution in Belize. And then sometimes they layer on a U.S. team on top of that to help be a true extension of the brand that we're working with. Uh, you know, and so that's, that's how we typically operate. Um, I've got NDAs with most of them. Uh, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what I can say on yeah. here, but, but we're really excited about... Uh, but are, when we talk about e-commerce, are we talking about... Because I see a lot yeah. of, in social media, it seems like a lot of digital storefronts and brands mm -hmm. are, are getting a lot of success. Is it that type of e-commerce yeah, or is it, um, you know, transactional? You know, it's, it's transactional with a level of complexity. So it's not like, you know, it's not typically the two and three person brands. It's the ones that have 25 to 50 people because it's yeah. either a really high-end product that goes for over a thousand dollars or it's uh it the product takes a significant amount of, of setting up um okay. there's usually technical aspects to the product it's usually uh, uh that that that's yeah, the type sure. of products we end up working with well what's on the what's on the what's in the road ahead oh. for you in 2024 yeah so we we're going to continue to be more uh tech focused uh, we want to really make uh, have great partnerships on the AI and CRM front that we can help recommend and, and get behind um, to make our, our clients more efficient. Um, and then I would say from, from the people aspect, you know, that initiative around finding jobs for people with disabilities is, is a goal of ours. So we want to be able to... Uh, get much better at that than we currently Isn't are. Isn't it harder to, there's an yeah. extra level of effort. To, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. the reward, the, yeah. the emotional reward is there. Certainly the, yeah. the, the resource and the metrics and the output can be measured accordingly to an economic model, but it's, it's really not well-charted territory. No, it's not. And it's a problem. That's a problem because it's hard. You know, it's 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 harder to go and and think about all the logistics to actually creating a workspace that is friendly to people with disabilities. You have to ask the hard questions and say, you know, you know, maybe you're in a wheelchair. Can you help me understand what you need to make this a wheelchair friendly environment? Uh, and we've done that. We we've done that. We we haven't done it enough. We haven't done it. We just opened a location. Uh, couple months ago and and we haven't been able to do it there yet and I think that 
that's what I'm saying is we really need to to slow down and spend time on that um, to 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 improve our ability to be able to really intentionally hire that that group of people. And is that the kind of story or? education or information you would share with the world so others could follow in your footsteps more quickly or are you going to save it as a secret sauce oh god i would love to share that yeah i'd love to share that you know this it goes back to uh my mom came down with with me one time and this is very early on and she's the one who evaluated our workspace and she said jonathan you have to ask these people she's she took me through this whole thing you have to ask them have them tell you what what's not working and I was like, all right, mom, all right, we're going to do that. And, uh, you know, you, you talk, she's a special ed teacher, right? She's been a special ed teacher for her career, just retired. Uh, so she was excited about this. And, and she's only excited if we're going to do it. So she's like, are you really going to do this? Because I want to get behind you. Um, and I say, yes, but I need, I need a little time. Uh, but she came in and asked those questions. And, you know, stuff like bathroom stalls you have to think about stuff like access into the kitchen. Uh, how can they get to the water faucet? Um, and it, it just, it does add to that complexity. And you have, to, you have to make those things happen. If you're committed to this, you have to make those things happen. Uh, and so that, that's, that's the kind of conversations we're having. And that's why when I say, you know, we're just not quite there yet, uh, but that's where we wanna be. That's our vision, that's our impact. And our impact is not just to people with disabilities, right? It can't just be focused on that segment because that's never going to be the majority of our work, workforce down there. Um, it has to be how are we thinking about how we're positively impacting the people's lives in Belize City that are working for us and who aren't working for us. Uh, and so there's, there's ideas around, you know, best places to work. If you're in a big city in the U.S., you've seen that award. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we won that in Raleigh. Uh, in 2021, which is unheard of for a BPO. BPOs wow. don't win that in Raleigh. Uh, and we're challenging the Chamber of Commerce in Belize to try to figure out a way to do, uh, to create a best places to work, uh, because I think that's going to raise the bar for all companies and how they treat employees. Uh, so that's, that's the kind of stuff that has me fired up. You know, Belize is not, there. there's so much progress that can be made there. And so much of an impact we can have so ripe for what we're trying to do. Huge opportunity yeah. for nearshore, for the the economy there. I'm certain you're making a big yeah. impact. If you had one thing you wanted to say to the internet to wrap up this podcast, John, what would it be? Uh, you know, uh, God, I'd say, you know, my favorite part of all this are the relationships I've made. And so if any of this is interesting to you and you want to talk about impact, customer service, uh, and how they can work together, uh, I'd love to have a conversation. Uh, that this, is, this is the kind of stuff that gets me fired up. Um, it's, it's amazing the number of people that are, are excited about this. And uh, I, think, I think there's so much room for us as an industry uh, to have an impact on people's lives and you know, I'd love to have those conversations. Awesome. John, thank yeah. you for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm honored. I'm so honored. I can't believe you actually asked me to do this. Uh, I'm talking to a famous person right now. So Dennis, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And uh, this has been great. Thank you, sir. Yeah.